to when cinephiles attack a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship i'm josh here with mella Lacey, and rashawn what is going on y'all before we get going once again i have to threaten you that if you haven't followed us liked us left a review apple Podcasts, spotify any of those apps please go and do so now or mella's coming for that ass it means <laughs> a lot you two need to quit. You need to quit. Uh, for real, though, especially on Apple Podcasts, it helps us out a lot if you guys go like, follow, leave a review. Thanks so much. What's up, y'all? What are we fighting? Wait. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm excited. What's up, y'all? Hey. What are you watching? I, can I start? Can I just get yeah. it out of yeah, the way? Get it out. We all know what's coming. Just say it. You guys, I watched False Positive on Hulu. Us as well. The horror thriller my my entry for most anticipated of the year in our episode was it oh no that's right that's so sad so rashawn what did you think i i i I did not bring it up (laughs) lipstick in my mouth (laughs) i don't watch broad city i'm not familiar with a lot of alana's stuff but her plus a24 plus a rosemary's baby riff i was in and? and look, I appreciate a big swing. That's my review. What the fuck? What is this like? I'm not going to say too much. Do I need Sean. to pull up the receipts? Do I need she, to pull up he the He doesn't want Justin tweets? Thoreau to be mad at him. It's not about him. You don't go to bed mad, you know? No. <laughs> well, I didn't like it. <laughs> Period. <laughs> I did not like it i watched it in three parts just because my schedule has been really busy but i really wanted to see it but i also think that's a testament to how much i didn't enjoy it because i was able to pause it and walk away from it multiple times Mm -hmm. i think you're right rashawn that it took a big swing but it left me really unsatisfied and just i felt like i wasn't in on the swing you know what i mean like Mm-hmm. If I understood a, a, an allegory or a message, performance or storyline, like I think I would have walked away from it more indifferent than disliking it. I don't know. It just it did not work for me. It was not good. I just left feeling so bummed. I also, if you guys are thinking about watching this with your grandma and your mom, don't. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking don't. There's so many reasons not to. Yeah. Don't. This is not family friendly. I said this to you, Lacey. I was more disappointed than I was angry or upset or thought that it was bad. Um, because I watch, I watch a lot of horror movies. So I can't say that this was even close to something the worst that I've watched. It, it was a swing and a miss. But I appreciate the swing. Aww. I mean, I, yeah, you have to cheer on anybody who's going to write their own stuff and, like, try. And I, yeah. I applaud Alana for that. 
Absolutely. If you're going to deliberately compare yourself to one of the greatest horror movies of all time, right? that's a big task to take yeah. on. So. Yeah. Um, myself, Rashawn, I think after this most recent episode, I think I'm I'm stepping over the line and joining you. I think Loki is the best show that Marvel has made. I think Loki, after episode four, do you disagree now? I'm taking a step back. <gasps> you are? You didn't like... I, Dude, what, what I, changed? I don't know. I I don't know. I, I got halfway through. It's the thing that we talked about with WandaVision where I feel like Marvel takes two steps forward and takes three steps back with all of their characters. There's something big that happens at the very end of the episode. And then the stinger is like, nope, just kidding. <laughs> you know, so those kinds of... Yeah, but bottomless stakes are just wearing on me a little bit i don't even think that's you had to have known that that big thing wasn't actually what it was because you know then don't do it no but it's got a it's it, it's a vehicle not a you know what uh, or let's... do it but make us wait till next week like yeah, give us that some, week at of... least yeah i i agree with you Rashawn. Because it happens, that same thing happens to someone else, mm-hmm. and that feels heavy. But then the implications with the credits sequence means that well, yeah, because that worry. someone else is perfection. Melly, you know exactly <laughs> what's going on, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> We're talking. So <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, I don't. It's just the. Can you believe this happened? But it's not that serious. Don't worry. They're just, uh, we just put them in a closet for a second and we're going to get them out. I think, I think it's, it was a vehicle to the bigger reveal, which was at the very, very end. Oh, the other three people. Yeah. I, I guess I'm going to keep watching it again. Well, it's now my favorite MCU show. I think it's great. So Agreed. there. Cause I, I didn't love the other two. So. I also really like it and I'm excited to see we still have two episodes left and in this episode josh and i were both like how is this episode four like where are they gonna go from here so i'm excited to see what happens with the story in the next two episodes i'm excited to see what they do because i've been really impressed thus far me too (laughs) (laughs) the same way you're impressed by Watchmen, right yeah yeah yeah, i loved them both props props to google though i love I love that she's getting some some oh, yeah. to chew on. Also, a few of us got a chance to visit some of our friends at some yeah. of their really awesome shows. I got to return to Show Me the Meeting with Raymond and Austin and Ryan, their awesome host over there. And we got to talk about one of my favorite movies of all time. We did Moonlight, uh, which was very appropriate. It was the last few days of Pride. And they had me on to talk about that movie, which was a really, really good time. Um, so I th- it should be live now. Go find them on wherever you get your shows. And thanks to Ray, who's always awesome, always has us on. And I think it was a really great discussion. I had a really good time. And I, I could gush about Moonlight for hours and hours. So It's a, was- it's a much kinder podcast than this one. Much kinder, yeah. <laughs> there weren't that many. There was one one different opinion, but even so, we all kind of came to an agreement on, on some of the things about Moonlight. But yeah, it was great. 
me and Lace got to visit our old pals at I Drink Your Podcast. Um, I've been on there before as well as Josh and Rashaudi. And this was Lacey's first time. It's my first time and it was so fun. We had such a good time. We discussed Waitress, which I had never seen. Surprise, surprise. And Lacey saw it once again. And it's just always so fun. I feel like I can't wait to bring them on our podcast again and meet Mm -hmm. in real life. It's Mm -hmm. our little hashtag pattern family. Uh Oh, cute. Cute. Yeah, so you can find I Drink Your Podcast literally probably right under our podcast uh, when you search in they are on all streaming platforms as well so go check both of those out show me the meaning and i drink your podcast love you guys <laughs> i actually got invited onto a podcast this week too so we all did what where'd you go it's called the story of west side it's actually a oh it's well it's my own it's a one-man podcast where i do the west side story in its entirety no <laughs> no he opened the door and we walked in. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you like this? I'm married to you and I was sitting here like, you were? What the fuck? When? When did you record yeah, I'm like, this? Damn, he never said anything. We talk every day. He is not such shit. <laughs> All day, every day. God, I hate you sometimes. The story of Westside. Check it out. It's exclusively on um, Pornhub.com. Oh my God. <laughs> End it. End it. He knew he was going to get Mel. He knew he was going to get Mel. <laughs> Lacey, you lucky bitch. Yes, I guess. <laughs> Jesus. Say, you get this every day, 24 this 7. This is comedy. Oh, someone free me from this pain. <laughs> All right, y'all. What are we fighting about today? Josh. Yeah. It's a holiday. It's a holiday. I'm going to say three words for you. What's up? Welcome to Earth. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, 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 can I say another one? Yes. I have got to get me one of these. Come on, opening bumper. (laughs) We watched Independence Day. Yeah. But from Annihilation. We're fighting for our right to live, to exist. And should we win the day, the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday, but as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. Independence Day. It's a 1996 action-adventure sci-fi. Usually, I kind of make up the plot synopsis on the fly and in this moment i just kind of wing it some people read the wikipedia some of you write it down i wing it but here's the thing everyone knows what this movie is about and the imdb summary does a better job than i ever could 
so I'm just going to read the IMDb summary. The aliens are coming, and their goal is to invade and destroy Earth. <laughs> Fighting superior technology, mankind's best weapon is the will to survive. Come on. Cute! Come on, <laughs> play on words. <laughs> Independence Day stars Will Smith, Bill Pullman, Jeff Goldblum, Mary McDonald, Judd Hirsch, Randy Quaid, inspired casting of Harvey Firestein, Vivica A. Fox. Y'all, another movie that when we were discussing our, our, our slate of episodes, and we thought we should probably do Independence Day for the 4th of July, I volunteered knowing that I used to like this movie, not knowing one bit if I still did. Mm-hmm. Rolled those dice and boy, I still do. <laughs> this shit is a good time, all right? A lot, I, I think a lot of the same arguments for and against this movie, I think, going to be the same that we had for Godzilla versus Kong and that this shit is empty calories but boy does it taste good it's like <laughs> a, like a sub that doesn't have a lot don't of vegetables don't start with the it. fucking subs there's not a lot of vegetables I don't want to hear any bread talk in this episode please there's a little spinach there's a Rashawn, little yeah don't. there's a little spinach and a little bit okay. of that um sweet but onion you know, Teriyaki? You know some people, I watched a sociopath do this, and they ask the sandwich artist to scoop out the bread. Yeah, I've seen uh-huh. that. What the fuck? Well, that's yeah. so you have more meat. Homicidal. Oh, wow. So like a like a like a two sided bread bowl kind of. Yeah. There you go. Sounds. They onto something. Sounds great to me. But you don't get more meat. They just took did out you the bread. know that they recently discovered that there is no tuna DNA in Subway's tuna? Were we shocked? No. Independence Day in 1996. <laughs> this is an action extraordinaire, a little on the long side, but I think this movie, Independence Day walked so Valentine's Day could run. Don't you huh? dare. I'll get there. Come with me here. <laughs> okay. Oh shit, they all kind of know each other? Oh, their stories have been intertwined this whole time? Crazy Stupid Love could never. Valentine's Didn't Day could quite never. pick that up. Jeff Carell doesn't punch an alien. Jeff, that. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum already knew Bill Pullman. It, come on. It's perfect. It's not perfect. But the connections are there. I don't know what else to say about it. Because I think everyone knows this movie. Whether you remember it, you know. It's a, it's a cultural movie. The White House exploding. Like, everyone knows snippets of this movie. Whether you uh, remember watching it at all or not. Josh. And that's on TBS. What's up? This is your uh, first time seeing it? Yeah. Did anything ring a bell? Like, not one and- bit. What? I, yeah, every time you said, I don't have to say the synopsis, um, I didn't know anything about this movie. How? I Wait. don't know. I don't know. I I don't know what I was doing in 1996 also, I, I have no idea. I literally just like completely missed this movie. What have you been doing for the all 23 all years year, of your all life? All life. All life. I don't know. It's it's also like one of those movies I never wanted to really watch. It's not something I'm like, huh, let's go ahead and turn that on. From July 2nd to July 5th, whether it's TBS, HBO, whatever, it's just on. Yeah, but see, I would be flipping the channels and see this and be like, nah. And keep going to like MTV or something. 
It's just not something, it's not eye candy wow. for me. To the point where I didn't even know that it had to do with aliens. What the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. What? I just thought it was more into the earth Armageddon style. Excuse me, that calls for a... What? <laughs> <laughs> so when the first, you know, few moments of the movie are happening, I was like, oh my god. Okay, let me just uh, recalibrate. Here. Yeah, I had okay. no idea. Don't don't say anymore. I want to go last. I want you to go last. Okay. Uh, this is the I am fully bewildered right now. Uh, Rashawn, what did you think? So everything you just said after the synopsis about how this is just like a cultural movie and you just know it in your bones applies to me great i'm i would not call myself an action adventure nut i don't see a movie like that and be like cannot wait but independence day is just a movie i know i can't even say i'm gonna watch independence day because it just is in it's like in my system you know what it i mean it's to you it happens to you and i just know the i know that entire movie by heart i yeah. was quoting parts and i had to be like okay hush because <laughs> mel had never seen it and there were some things that i were surprised to see again because it's been a while but I mean, I'm probably just going to defend this movie to the death because I kind of like it. <laughs> Same! Let's go! <laughs> because I know what's coming. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, shit. Lazy? I'm not going to beat around the bush. I like this movie. This is never a movie I would put on. This is not a movie that I would choose. But if it's on and like I catch you know, 30 minutes of it on TBS... I will watch it. It'll be on, and I enjoy it. And we'll get, we'll get to more of my opinions later. But I like this movie. I think it's fine. All right, Mel. Let's let's hear the unbridled review of a completely virginal watcher of Independence Day. <laughs> Yo, this movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is not good. I don't Man, fucking get it. I hope you came prepared for war i know i that's the thing is like i was kind of conflicted when i was thinking about it today but i'm like no when you were watching it you didn't like it so what are you conflicted about but that's the thing is i wish i was watching it with the same eyes you and ev clearly everybody else was <laughs> <laughs> because like i've said before i think i missed this one again <laughs> First of all, it's marketed as a Will Smith movie. I don't think it is one. That's no. fine. That doesn't, no. That doesn't, like, affect me. That's fine. Whatever. But the whole time I was watching, it felt like, oh, fuck, what's the word? Not parody, not spoof. Satire? Am I? Yes. It felt like a satire for other movies. And when Rashawn said to me, like, oh, yeah, this is kind of what, like, Mars Attack is spoofing. I'm like, oh, my God, yes. It doesn't even have to spoof that hard. <laughs> it just felt like nothing about this was serious, but it was supposed to be. And I, it was so hard for me to suspend my disbelief this time. What? Super hard. And I feel like I live in that 
fucking world of suspending my disbelief. But for this, I'm like, what? Will Smith just punched a fucking rubber <laughs> ailing in the head? Goddamn right he did. What's happening? That part, that part's corny, but if, what else? What? It's, what? it's corny. It is corny. And I try to sit back and be like, okay, but imagine watching it at six years old. This was like new. It won a fucking Oscar for this shit. I don't know how. It must have been like state of the art at the time. But yeah, bitch, it's, it's in 1996. It doesn't look good. Did it look good then? It's 19. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't look good now. It's 1996. And, okay, and, and why is there so many fucking people in this movie? Dude, we're meeting somebody every motherfucking 15 minutes. We're like, oh. What you mean? There's this scientist. Come on in. I'm like, you, why? Because it's about everyone coming together. You need everyone from all like, walks of life. You need an yeah. air pilot. You need and scientists. The, you need a scripper. You need no, them all. No. Start the movie with the aliens already on fucking planet Earth. And no. let's go. Absolutely. What? I don't it, need to see people running in the streets. I it took them 10 minutes to get the aliens there. What are you talking about? No, It jumps in minutes. pretty... It... She was watching her watch. She was making sure she knew how long. <laughs> then wh- how could you care about any of these people that are... That I are don't risk- care. <laughs> That's the problem. I do that not mean, care. I mean, Carmel, the first shot of the movie is the ship heading to Earth. Yeah. You no, may not I don't, see any aliens, but the ship shows up. I want the sh- them in. That in would be... Earth ridiculous what are you talking about they're in their spaceships with their big old heads you want to see the aliens i want the movie to start already with people like i'm a god the head and then they're just we're doing it we're making we're making moves that's like asking the titanic to hit the iceberg in the first 30 minutes yeah What do you mean, shrug? What are you shrugging <laughs> for? I realize they can't see me. I'm shrugging. I'm just saying. Fully I'm not... cheesing for the camera. <laughs> I'm not saying that would be a bad movie. Oh, when... fuck off, Carmela. What are you talking about? You Wait, don't get but, okay, any of no, your. No, 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 no. Rose. I'm not going to compare this movie to Titanic because. Why not? It's the, it's, it's not it's the same. same. It no, is same. Not, no, no. Yes, it, it is. Not. Yes, it's, it is. Oh it's the God. same movie. It's the same movie in a different genre. It's I the am same, literally it is the same asking structure. you to shave off stru- like 30 fucking minutes. I'm not telling you to get rid of the end of the movie. I'm just saying, let's start. The aliens are here. We've got, a lot. we got what, two days? If we started 30 minutes in, the moment Jeff Goldblum shows up, you'd be, you'd be like, why is the president talking to him? The moment Will Smith saves or, or defeats an alien, you'd be like, why should I care about him? You wouldn't, it's about, you need the backstory for these characters. No, and you can't we get don't need that. all of this exposition. Let's just get in there. Come on, it's Will Smith. We know what the fuck he's here for. Let's get in there and do the damn thing. Also, Jeff Goldblum looks good in this movie. That's all I'm Jeff Goldblum about. looks real good in this movie. Okay, we're all on the same page. I never... <laughs> Let me say what I said to Josh. About halfway through the movie, I turned to him and I said, they really said, let's take three of the most handsome men in Hollywood and make them the leads in a movie together. And it just pleased six-year-old Lacey and it pleased (laughs) 31-year-old Lacey. They hit hit the holy trinity of good-looking dudes where like, 
they put Jeff Goldblum in like flannel and kind of a sweaty shirt, so he looks kind of like disheveled and blue collar, and he looks good. They they get the dude who looks really good in a uniform. They got Will, young Will Smith in there in his fucking Air Force suit, and they got the dude who looks fucking good in a suit and tie, Bill mm. Pullman, up in there. Like daddy. Even I was like, oh shit. I would say daddy president for sure. Oh yeah. I had I the care. biggest crush on Bill Pullman as a kid. I it like, was Casper. Daddy Casper. Independence Day. We love we love Bill Pullman on this podcast. Mella, what did you like about the movie? Um, <laughs> she didn't like it. Don't don't pull it out of her. She didn't like it. I like the little little um, what's his name? Little Dylan, super R- cute. Ross Bagley, little rascal. Yes. Um, like Boomer. Boomer. Boom, always love a dog. So you like the you like the Vivica a. Fox subplot. Yeah. Another part of my conflict is I get that this was like a popcorn, take the family to the theater movie. I get all of that, but I feel watching it now, it doesn't age well. This is the discussion then is, do we love it because of nostalgia or does Mella truly just have bad taste? (laughs) You guys have to love it because of nostalgia because you can't say it's a good movie right now. I don't remember the last time I watched it. I I can confidently say i don't give a shit this is the same structured movie as titanic like, i'm with you on that one it's the same movie you just have nostalgia and heartstrings for titanic because there's a romance at the heart of it please but tell this, me how this is like titanic please come on it's the same it's a disaster it movie same, it's a disaster movie with many converging storylines many different characters that all converge at the point of a disaster it's aliens in this it's a ship sinking in the other one but it's one is same. clearly better than the other whether it's <laughs> the like story or not so, we talked that. about we talked titanic about some of that boo-boo ass dialogue in titanic oh. best screenwriting goes to the actors in titanic for having to improv all their shit <laughs> let's Hand the baton off to Lacey. Lacey, you do have some problems with the movie. I do. Like I said to Josh, it, it was long as shit. It is a long movie. And I think if it had been made now, everything with Randy Quaid, Russell, and his kids, cut that all out. I don't need any of that. Because, and it would it would be heartbreaking and it would suck, but... I didn't remember how this movie ended, and I thought for sure the president, Bill Pullman, was going to be the one to fly into the ship and destroy it. I thought he was going to be the one to sacrifice himself and go. You would leave that little girl orphaned. That's what I'm going to say. We didn't need his family or his wife either. Bill Pullman and the way that the president is written in this, the way he plays it is so good that I didn't really care about his wife little baby may whitman so cute i cared about him without having the daughter mm. he could have just been a true solo leader he just seems single also i don't know <laughs> there has never been a single president get out of here well this is a movie it could be the first one okay well then maybe that <laughs> then let the first lady survive with the daughter and he has you know that apollo yeah you know, loving moment of like, I love you. This is, you know, remember for me. For my country. For my country. Here I go. 
I don't think they spend so much time on his family that it detracts or any or it even takes up a big chunk of time. Like I I think him carrying his daughter around in certain scenes and there's the really great scene where they're rushing to the plane and he puts her in her seat first. It just kind of elevates the yeah. the paternity of him. He's a fatherly figure and it just adds a little a little oomph to it. It's not like a big a soul-sucking subplot. Like, it's barely there. I agree with you. I'm saying that we could have gotten rid of Russell and the RV group of people (laughs) and replaced it with more of our three main characters because all of the RV subplot felt like filler. We're driving through the desert now so that Will Smith can get picked up and taken to the base. Where mm-hmm. we have Russell and he's this drunken pilot so that he can be the one to fly into the spaceship and be a hero, I guess, at the end. Other than him making that final sacrifice, he's a really unlikable character. Like, there was nothing redeemable about him. The intention was for him to represent the everyman. I think the, this movie is filled and the heroes are for lack of a better term, the elites, the high-ranking officials in the military, in the government, they're the only ones that survive. All civilians are dying left and right. And in the end, a, a civilian, a former a Vietnam veteran, but a civilian is the one to save the day. I, I th- I, I'm sorry, I have to step in because I think we see Will Smith, uh, yes, he's a high-ranking officer, but he is our everyman in this situation. Mm-hmm. Like, he gets rejected from NASA. He is being told he's going to be held back because he's in a relationship with an exotic dancer. He's being pushed back the whole way through. I understand what you're saying, but I, I still, I never saw him as the sort of everyman. I saw him as the hero who is he's a, a, a trained soldier and i guess i guess i can see i can see where you're coming from for sure but we also in russell's in in the russell character we have the redemption arc that we don't have from anyone else but like do we cuz we don't get to see from his youngest son or the daughter who were really good in the movie we all we get is that f- really cheesy and like brushed over moment of the oldest son miguel and the officer it's yeah. Adam Baldwin, right? Is yeah, it is. It's Adam Baldwin. Being like, your dad died a hero. And he's <laughs> that's like, it. yeah, I know. And that that's it. Like, yeah. Like, it was not good. Yes, also, why is that his dad? <laughs> why is Miguel, Miguel, why is be, that his dad? He could be half, right? And his his other siblings are hella white. Whatever. They could be you half siblings. Have... Hey, it'd be, it, that RV park is wilding all right true True. this is not a hill i'm gonna die on i was just wondering i love that final moment when he says goodbye to his son it is cheesy this movie is cheesy but Lacey, you just made us sit through burlesque last week (laughs) um don't even made us you were you loved every minute of it shut up i I did, but I I like cheese, regardless of what it's on, a sub or a burger. No more, no more sandwich talk. Start with subs. I will say though, I I hate to agree with the critique of the movie. I think a Bill Pullman sacrifice probably would have hit harder. No, mm-hmm. he's the leader. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. That's why it would have hit harder. No. I I I I <laughs> I wouldn't change a movie, but I think if we're just talking about what would hit harder emotionally, I think Bill Pullman flying into it probably would have hit. And harder. we would have had less characters to meet. Carmela, <laughs> this is this is garbage, Mama. What do you? Th- why? <laughs> it's too. How long is this movie? Two I, and a half hours. I don't trim it. Is this your least favorite movie we've watched on the podcast? No. What is? Groundhog Day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you walked into that one, brother. <laughs> I walked backwards into that one. Well, that's the thing is, I didn't have a bad time watching this. I wasn't, what? Like, what? I, mean, I, mean, I wasn't like, get this off the TV. I just was like, this is not a good movie. Simply. That's all it is. So you think it's a bad mo- a bad but still fun movie? Yeah. Like um uh, burlesque. <laughs> <laughs> but you ultimately had a positive review of burlesque. Yeah, that's the thing is I can say that this is a bad movie, but I didn't have a shitty time. I don't think it's a bad movie. I don't think it's a bad movie either. And I think even despite it being Almost three hours long because it's on it's, the. Uh, it's under two and a half. It's two twenty five. Are you sure? I am positive. Oh, okay. Yeah. At first, it well, it felt. Oh, it felt no, longer. no, <laughs> no. I no, I can't stop talking over me. You talked over me stop earlier. Stop talking I, over me. I get one now. Move on. I'm not talking anymore. You no, talked over me earlier. I get on one now. Side. No, I don't want to compliment it now when Josh is being a douche. No, you said when we finished. You're like that was long, but it like it was well paced. It kept moving. That's what you said on that couch that you're sitting on right now. Literally going to say that right now, but you won't stop talking to let me say it. So you, move on. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> you well, talked over me earlier. I I'm got gonna my say one. it wasn't well paced. I don't know what. Yes, it. it was, man. No, it wasn't. This is this is like a classic. <sighs> classic structured '90s movie. Like you meet everyone, you see the threat. They have some some dog fights. There's an explosion. There's chases. There's a dog es- escapes an explosion. Be- like slow mo. Come on, boomer. And even with <laughs> even with the amount of people that we meet, the scenes are kept relatively short. So we're moving from group to group to group consistently. I don't know that we spend really more than five to seven minutes with any particular group, and then it's on to the next one pushing the story forward and there's there's no wasted setup each each thing that happens in a scene directly is affected by or affects the next scene everything is connected to the next moment and nothing is wasted josh pointed out at the beginning the scene between jeff goldblum and judd hirsch playing chess at the beginning Judd is smoking a cigar while they're playing and he makes the offhanded comment of those things are bad for you they're gonna kill you someday just so an hour and 45 minutes later when Will Smith is like wait we need cigars Judd can pull the pull two out and be like I got some right here nothing is wasted also when they're walking to the when Harry Connick Jr. puts the cigar in his mouth Right away, Will Smith freaks out and tells him not to do that. And then he watches his best friend and his co-pilot or his his buddy die. And then when later on in the movie, when Jeff Goldblum tries to smoke it early, 
Will Smith angrily stops him. That's a tradition. That's a, a superstition that he holds very dear. And in his mind has been proven true that Harry Connick Jr. Lit it up early and paid the price. No one smokes until the fat lady sings. Like I said, I know it's a cheesy, big blockbuster. This is like, this is the movie that that made Will Smith Mr. July, you know? And I think the smart thing that they did, that Roland Emmerich did, is that he cast all of these small parts. As I agree that there are so many people, Mel, but he cast every single one of them with a great actor mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. they have a small economic amount of time. They get in, say their lines, create their character, and then they have to leave. I was gonna, I had a thought of, oh, they don't make movies like this anymore. And then Josh brought up the good point that we just watched one with Godzilla versus Kong, where the whole Randy Quaid subplot was the Brian Tyree Henry subplot. And Mm -hmm. this movie is the precedent for that template. You know what I mean? Like every movie after Independence Day, whether it was Armageddon, whether it was Deep Impact, you want it to be like Independence Day. And I think it maybe for someone that doesn't know about the movie wouldn't acknowledge that but i think it, there's a reason it made like 300 million dollars in the 90s that's a fuck ton of money yeah if you force me you said why does mela hate independence day i still couldn't tell you i still don't know why is, is it too long is it, it i would say maybe the length i don't i still don't know why you dislike it so much don't just say if you say bad right now i want to freak out <laughs> No, I'm trying to find like a a good way of putting it. Um, I just don't like it. I don't <laughs> like it. I mean, this I, is not. These are not your jam. These. Kind this of is not my jam. This isn't. This isn't. No. It. And um, this is. I will say it's an extra long movie of not your jam. So right. I will. I will be forgiving in that sense. I also, again, I'll say this again. I wish I would have seen it a long time ago. I would probably feel different. Not even nostalgic. Like, if I would have seen it as a kid once and then got to see it again as a 31-year-old, maybe I would see it. But I'm just seeing it for the first time fresh. Didn't even know what the fuck it was about. So, also, I love... I've talked about this when we were doing um, Princess Bride. Maybe that's not a a good segue. But we were talking about practical effects at one point on the Mm -hmm. pod and Mm -hmm. i love practical effects but in this one i thought it was super fucking corny i thought the aliens looked horrible well you can't bag them too much for doing practical aliens in 1996 when they're that the lab alien i think translates a little better than the air traffic control alien (laughs) i think personally yeah that scene in the lab though it's scary that him using the dead scientist's vocal cords to communicate is that Mm. was that was really really scary and really smart and really Mm -hmm. cool to watch and see you know what happened (laughs) they just have him shoot him through the glass like they're like (laughs) i mean but they they set that up earlier when the scientist says their bodies are as fragile as ours are yeah. So yeah. they they tee that up that they can be shot, they can be punched and knocked out. I was very surprised that this won the Oscar. <laughs> because if I do have to agree with Carmel on anything, I'm not going to say it's bad, but it hasn't aged well. The effects no. have not aged well. Oh no. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll concede that for sure. Who is it against? Do you know? 
Uh, Twister. Oh, shit. Oh, Whoa. shit. Marlo was watching Twister literally right before we watched Independence Day. But I don't think not aging well is equal to it being bad. Yeah. No, I don't. I'm not. I don't think I'm saying that. I also That's do cool. think I'm fighting against time here as far as, you know, I'm, I'm watching yeah. a movie from a whole different decade at this point and i'm trying to be like oh it looks really good two decades from (laughs) yeah yeah you know and and it's it's i mean like all movies in the 90s and all movies today it's weird watching a movie that centers around the american military industrial complex nowadays but that's all action movies let's be real uh this is movie politics and 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 your president and that's all I've got to say and... about that. And that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> I'll hit you with a fun fact. The what is that smell line that Will Smith does is improvised. And the kick is improvised because they were filming next to the... When does he say this? What is that smell? He, is, um, he crashed and he's dragging the alien in the oh, parachute. Yeah, yeah. Smells from the Great Salt Lake in Utah wafted over and i guess they were very they were very fishy and it hit him hard and he that was all real <laughs> just alien booty yeah i i don't even to go back to the you know re- looking back at a movie in retrospect i don't even think this was marketed as a full will smith movie it was mm-hmm. will smith as a part of come see the fresh prince as a part of an ensemble yeah because- i think if anything this yeah Jeff Goldblum was a much bigger star at the time. Wait, which is when I was talking about the aliens, how they look like shit. Um, <laughs> Jurassic. You Park just was... said I'm not saying that they're bad. <laughs> uh, I take it back. They do. Um, <laughs> three years prior to this is Jurassic Park. No. Yeah. 1993, 1994. Those dinos look fabulous, and I saw that movie later in in my life, and I was still scared. So. I will... <laughs> the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park hold up. They're probably some of the best practical effects of all time. And Jaws, we did Jaws on. on no. Jaws looks good. That shark looks good. No, no. Better no. than the aliens. Jaws because Jaws is underwater and it's a shark, and you see for a second. <laughs> okay, that'll not give comparable. You. That'll one of, give one you of the greatest movies of all time. That shark does not hold up. Sorry. <laughs> There's no life behind those eyes, Mauma. But I um, think I think I kind of agree with what Carmel is saying, though, in that the alien that doesn't work, like I could even buy the aliens that are in the the test tubes, you know, in mm-hmm. the lab. But spending that much time on a lifeless, completely blacked out eyeball alien that we do at the end, where it's it's not even like meep meeping. It's like it's just. Sitting there, staring off into the distance. <laughs> the and, one, the one at the computer. You mean? Yeah, it's just moving back and forth. It's not making any noises. It's just, it's not animated. It's not compelling. It's. I would much rather go back and watch Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum react to it mm-hmm. than watch that puppet. I'll say what Jurassic Park has going for it and what it does well can be seen a little bit in the lab is that Jurassic Park's dinosaurs look so good because it's so the lighting it's dark they're almost always in a thunderstorm for the big close-ups like the T-Rex moment and shit like that big practical effects moments it's it's all trickery 
and I no. don't mean that in a bad way. No, I don't mean that in a bad way. It's like it's a great animatronic that they made. It sticks the landing because they gave it no room for error. The way they shot it in the dark and the in, in the rain for a lot of it, or or the Velociraptors in the in the lab in the kitchen and shit. But when it comes to this alien at the computer, it's just a static mid of an air traffic controlman so like in this weird like milky green light like with no right. shadows no nothing nothing that's the one I, that i will agree misses the mark is that alien i still think the one both the dead and the alive one in the lab i think yeah they're i think still work but i but even the best scenes in jurassic park are in the daytime and those are all those all still hold up aren't when they, some of those daytime ones cgi though like the brontosaurus yeah, the brontosaurus that's cgi Oh, oh yeah, I thought that's what you were talking about. No, I think we're just talking just practical shit. Yeah, I'm just talking practical. Oh, uh, gotcha. Oh, yeah. I think the practical stuff... I mean, yeah. I'm echoing yeah. what Josh just said. The one on the yeah. table looks great. Yeah, yeah, that one is fine, where they like cut open his head and shit. That looks cool. Like Lacey said, them floating in the, the goop in the back. But homeboy at the computer... What? Look, no. at the time, Carmela, at the time, it was good. And honestly, but that's my point is this is three years later after Jurassic Park. So you can't really say at the time. Why not? Because Jurassic Park looked better and that was. Okay, you're holding up. That. You're holding up one yeah. of the best movies ever made directed by Steven fucking Spielberg. Yeah, you can't hold every he, movie to that. Didn't he executive produce this movie? And didn't you just say this movie won an Oscar and this movie made three mil? It won an Oscar. You're just throwing everything I said back at me without listening to what I'm saying, motherfucker. <laughs> this is pitted everyone against everyone, <laughs> except for being Rashawn. I know. When does that happen? It won an. It probably won an Oscar for those explosions. It probably won yeah. an Oscar for the fire that spreads. It probably won for the spaceships and all that stuff. But what I'm saying is, you can't say Jurassic Park. A yeah. movie that is nobody is unaware of Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. And it's it's Jurassic Park for a reason. You can't hold everything up to that. Especially with almost 30 years of, of hindsight. Like, well, it looks like shit and Jurassic Park didn't. Okay. <laughs> the CW Supergirl has some shitty pre- practical effects, but Jurassic Park didn't. So... <laughs> uh. <laughs> I will say, I think, honestly, I don't know if it's a puppet or if they just made a sort of stagnant alien that they had to shift around. I think the alien at the end could have been fixed with a a puppeteer or, sorry, a better puppeteer. It was just so stiff. It was stiff. No meat meepin. I'm coming for you. What? What, Did we forget anything? What else? Mel and I are just going to be doing this. (laughs) Just... Maybe meet me. <laughs> I want to, again. I mentioned him right away at the top, but what Rashawn said, you get you get twenty seconds to meet and learn everything about Marty Gilbert, and because of Harvey Firestein, you do. Mm-hmm. You know exactly who that character is mm-hmm. within seconds. They did him dirty. Why couldn't he be through the whole thing? He got nuked, brother. Yeah, <laughs> get on the car. Some, yeah, it's his fault. Again, he was indecisive this whole movie. He had to have Jeff Goldblum tell 
tell him about the bunker, tell everybody to get in the bunker. You had to, mm-hmm. He was like, I got to call my mom. I got to call uh, my, my housekeeper, my lawyer, or maybe not my lawyer. He was indecisive and that cost him. Because every, every main character loses someone. Mm. You know what I mean? They all have a friend that makes the wrong choice, whether it's Vivica, Will, Jeff, um, Bill, all of their, whether it's their wife or their best friend, they all make the wrong choice and they end up dying. And so by the time you get to the end, you have the survivors who are the good people who made the right choices, who are all together now working together. I think this movie (laughs) and screenplay is fucking clean as shit. Like Mm -hmm. it's everything leading up to (laughs) the explosions of the empire and the white house. I'm sorry, Mel. I think it's like a Roland Emmerich. I'm talking talking plot. plot, I'm talking script, I'm talking acting, I'm talking direction. At the propulsion up until that those um timed explosions, Roland Emmerich gets shit on a lot, but I think it's it's like masterful. I really it's do. It's a like you kind of touched on it too. It's a blueprint movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, Jeff Goldblum steps up to the plate first swing as a home run in this movie. He is at his most Jeff Goldblum, and I mean that in as much of a compliment as I can in this. And I love his relationship with Margaret, Margaret Collin in it too. She is so great in this. She, and their relationship and the, the, the struggle between there is still love there, but two people wanting different things. That's so compelling. And we don't get a lot of time with it, Mm -hmm. but the time that we do get with it, I'm so invested in their relationship. And then they have that sweet moment when they're watching Will and Vivica A getting married. And she notices that he still has his wedding band on, you know, we're coming to the end of the world. You know, what, how are we going to spend our last moments? We want to spend them together. We talk a lot about, movie star moments and there's this movie has two i mean will smith and jeff goldblum walking in the desert smoking their cigars mm-hmm. that's straight movie star shit mm-hmm. and then one of the best movie speeches of the decade if not all time is we will not go quietly into the night bill pullman with the megaphone like mm-hmm. come on that's that's movie star shit we talk a lot about in different episodes about this person or that person not really like the kids say, understanding the assignment. I think every <laughs> single person uh-huh. knows exactly what movie they're in. Mm-hmm, and I, I agree with that. Roland Emmerich knows what movie he's making. Everyone and studied they, for this test. Yeah. Everyone, everyone studied. came prepared. Aced mm-hmm. it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Mella, you're wrong. Yeah, she's <laughs> you know wrong. What? I love this movie. Happy Fourth <laughs> of July. <laughs> Let's play a game. <laughs> Okay, so at the beginning of the episode, I didn't bother with much of a synopsis because I assumed everyone knows this movie. Oopsie! <laughs> so we're going to keep that trend going. Um, I have in front of me not only movies that are about holidays, but they are named after the holiday. Independence Day, for example. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give the plot badly. You're going to get a chance to ring in. And that'll be worth three points. Then if no one gets it, 
I'll give you the year. That'll be worth two points. And then I will give you the stars. And then if you can get it from that, that'll be worth one point. Make sense? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Great. They're all holidays, and they all have the holiday as the title as well. Okay. First movie described poorly. Man punished by God becomes perfect human. Lacey. No. I know I thought the same thing. No. Anybody want to guess? Everyone gets one guess per round. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Nella? Hold on. The Santa Claus. No, that is not a holiday. What holiday is that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she did not understand the assignment. Lazy. Oh, that's amazing. Okay. Groundhog Day? That is correct. It is oh, Groundhog Day. I knew this was going to be in here. I just didn't think it was this one. I knew. Yeah. God, where's God in that movie? Show me God. Lowercase g. Um, <laughs> it's described. It, they're described poorly. I don't know what to tell you. Next holiday. Thought I had that one too. Uh, <laughs> Santa Claus, Steve. Well, my first instinct was Bruce Almighty, and Me I was too. like, "That's I not a holiday." I saw it in your face. Me I too. saw it. <clears throat> Next holiday. A bunch of white people run around Atlanta. Rashawn. Is it Valentine's Day? <laughs> A bunch of white people? Any other guesses going once, going twice? Moving on to the year? No, for two points. 2016. And for one point, the stars of the movie, Jennifer Aniston, Kate Hudson, Jason Sudeikis, Julie Roberts. Or Sean. Mother's Day. Yeah. That is... <laughs> That is not even explaining the plot, Josh. <laughs> it's described poorly. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> that describes a lot of movies. <laughs> Name another one. Um, the Day. one that Rashawn just said about Valentine's Day. takes place in Atlanta. Atlanta. It's yeah. in LA. Oh, yeah, it is LA. Next movie. Okay. High schooler covers friend's shift so they can go get laid. Hold on. Hold on. Now he's just going through holidays. That's what I'm doing. Three, two. Halloween. Yeah, it's Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> when she babysits for, what's her name? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. this game. I'm bringing this game back, baby. This is awful. <laughs> it's, it's quite out there. Next movie. Major corporation guilts former worker into free labor. A former worker? Major corporation guilts former worker into free labor. The year, for two points, 2011. Five, four, three. The cast, Halle Berry, Michelle Pfeiffer, Robert De Niro. Is a, oh, that was a <laughs> Everybody on three. One, two, three. New Year's Eve. Everyone gets a point. <laughs> Ooh, what are you talking Free about? Free labor. What are you? Oh. Kaminsky. Oh. The ball. The ball technician. Uh, they fired him. And then they guilted him into working again. 
Josh is on his Thanos mode today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pure chaos. Shauna's in lead with five. Lacey's got four. Mel's got one. Elderly man abuses frog, pays the price. Frog? The fuck? <laughs> frog? Elderly man abuses frog, pays price. Is it some type of Muppet shit? It's you gonna raise your hand? I don't Mel? know what it's called. Three. Uh, Muppet Christmas. Two. That's incorrect. Oh. Lacey? A Muppet Christmas Carol? That's correct. Oh, what come on. Fuck? Give that to her. You can't. She just guessed Christmas because it's a holiday we hadn't done yet. No, you said a frog. What the hell else? Well, yeah. You what figured out Muppet, but the reason you can't just say Muppet. And you said Muppet Christmas because you know it's a holiday we hadn't done yet. Chaos. That sounded real, too. A Muppet Christmas. No, it didn't. <laughs> Whatever. I'll give, you, I'll give you one point, Mel. I'll give you one point. Thanks. Lacey with seven. Rashawn with five. So Rashawn can still take this. And Mel with two. Mel, you can go down swinging. Rashawn, you can take me anytime, baby. Wait a minute. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. All right. Ready? Last last movie. <laughs> we're just gonna, we're just going to drive right by that. <laughs> I'm still going to be... Old woman shits in coffee pot. Wait. Wait, I know this. Shits in coffee pot? <laughs> <laughs> it's killing! <laughs> oh my god. Mella gets 10 points for Thanksgiving. Yeah! Mella wins. What? Congratulations, oh, yeah. Mella. You can have it. You, I don't I don't want to fight over Thanksgiving. Oh, Josh. <laughs> the 2008 horror classic Thanksgiving. Classic. Bring it on the pod if you bad. <laughs> if Mella actually got three points for that, Lacey, you would have won. Whatever, it's fine. But I gave her ten. (laughs) But I gave her ten because I felt like it. No, 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 no. Lacey wins for real. I was just caught up. I was just caught up in the moment. Lacey wins. Describe a holiday movie poorly. Thank you. I think I think that's ten years of a relationship. I just kind of I get it. It's your humor (laughs) to a T. Mela also set up a T ball for you. I would have gotten them up at Christmas Carol. You were were on the way. You were on the way for sure. I think you would have too. But Mello really just like brought you there in a limousine. (laughs) All right. Wrapping things up. We can't come to the conclusion because I don't think we all four agreed on anything. No, we did. We did. That the the cast crushed it. The writing crushed it. The directing crushed it. The special effects crushed it. The editing crushed it. The pacing crushed it. Perfect movie. Agreed. It's the perfect movie. We can we didn't all say all of that. <laughs> didn't quite say all of that. So <laughs> we end each episode with a quick round of six degrees of separation. <laughs> connecting this week's episode to next week's episode. So so who can connect the star of this week's movie? Bill Pullman to one of the stars of next week's movie, Macaulay Culkin. He's got a kid.
two gentlemen who owned the 90s. Mm -hmm. I got it. You got it? Mm -hmm. What you got? I think. Hold on. Let me just say it. Um, Bill Pullman is in Casper with Christina Ricci. Mm -hmm. Who's in Adam's Family Values with Joan Cusack. Don't say that movie. <laughs> Love you. Mm -mm. Who's in Toy Story 3 with Michael Keaton. Yep, yeah, that's right. Beetlejuice with Catherine O'Hara. Who's in Home Alone with Macaulay Culkin. Nice. 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 Toy was Story Connect? Really try. I feel like Christina Ricci and Macaulay Culkin are like too close. <sighs> right? They had to be in something. Close. Yeah. I was like, I was going all the Macaulay Culkin roots. I was like the good son. The I was like son. party monster, my girl. Yeah. That's it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. As I mentioned at the top, we'd love if you took a moment, like, subscribe, rated us on Apple Podcasts. You can find this and all of our episodes on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CinephileAttack. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode or you just want to show us some love, email us at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Josh, Mella, Lacey, and Rashawn. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Happy fourth. Happy summer. Summer, summer. Summer, summer.